0: Obviously. On the prompt. It's
1: okay, Mike. We still love you, Mike. Uh, you're just going to have to switch to Windows Phone for a couple of months now. Is that my punishment? Uh, to-
0: Welcome to The Prompt. A weekly panel discussion on technology and the culture surrounding Apple and related companies. Welcome back to the World's Greatest Podcast. This is episode 46. Today is April 30th, 2014. It's almost May, which is crazy i am one of your hosts uh steven hackett and i'm joined this week by the very handsome federico vatici well,
1: thank you hi steven hey buddy hi
0: how's your week
1: well as you can see i'm alive So the plane well,
0: i can i can hear it the... i'm mean, assuming that well if is... you want
1: i can i can i can give you i can send you a photo right now a selfie yes. you want a selfie Yes, send Kay. me a selfie. Kay. That's definitely gonna let's definitely gonna end up in the show notes. <laughs> let's do this live. So, um, yeah, the plane didn't crash. So uh, that's, that's good. There wasn't like a moment when we were approaching Rome, um, like we 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 flew through a thunderstorm. Oh uh, yeah, that's uh, that's a little weird. Yeah, that's it was it it felt like um like being on the on the on the plane of Lost, you know, the TV show. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, it was kind of <laughs> weird, uh, but yeah, uh, overall, uh, smooth, you know, uh, yeah. trip, I'm alive, everything's yeah. good. Timberlake
0: uh, puts on a good show, do not he?
1: Yeah, I mean... It,
0: a-, a complicated show, we could leave it at that. It, maybe. it was
1: raining, it was raining initially. I
0: don't think that's his, I don't think that's his fault,
1: to be fair. N- no, it's not his fault. Uh, it was raining, then he stopped, and then there was like sunshine. Like, like he started singing and, and there's the sun. And um, so that was kind of that was kind of magical moment. That's very There's, dramatic. Yeah, that was super dramatic because I was like, "Geez, this guy can make the rain stop." <laughs> um, yeah. There was like uh, sixty thousand people at the <sighs> start de France. So Crazy biggest concerts. That's, so. insa- that's insane. Yeah, it was insane. And uh, so at one point, um, he asks people to to like turn on their cell phones like, uh, you know, for a slow song. So everybody was, like, with a cell phone. And, and 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 I turned my head, and I saw all these, basically, thousands of lights, lights. It was pretty awesome. And, you know, the lights and, and, like, the dancers that he has and the Tennessee kids. I know you know these guys. Yeah, um, <laughs> I just hang out with them all the time. <laughs> no, they're, they're super, like... I, I, I want to say experts, because they're really... The, the, they are amazing in when they play the instruments Um uh, yeah awesome concert um yeah i'm alive that's what matters i saw Justin in timberlake yeah I, i'm so, here to report that yeah uh, let, awesome. let me take the <clears throat> selfie by the way
0: from the field um so while you take your selfie we should we should explain if you haven't noticed if you haven't noticed yet we're like three minutes in that, that mike is not here uh, Mike is at the uh, O <coughs> <ooh, laughs> conference.
1: What's the name?
0: UL <laughs> <laughs> wow. conference. Uh, um, so he'll be back next week. I, f- I spoke to him today. He has basically been drunk for three days. So, as you do. Um,
1: no, there, it, It'll be ironic if I manage to survive uh, a flight through thunders, basically, and Mike could not handle the beer.
0: I, I mean... I think he's drinking girly drinks. There's that selfie. That's going to be in the show notes.
1: Where so, can people find the show notes, by the way, Stephen?
0: They can find the show notes at 5by5.tv five five slash prompt slash 46. Coming up on a year, buddy.
1: Yeah, can you imagine that? It's crazy. It is crazy. Should we should we like have a special celebration for being a year old?
0: I think, well, so... I think so. I think we could do. do
1: podcast seers work like dog ears. Uh,
0: I th- well, you know, I saw you and uh, uh, Timer <laughs> KoalaSing <laughs> tweeting earlier. Um, so I think we work in Koala years. So I don't. I don't really. We work in Koala yeah. years? Okay. Yeah, maybe. Yeah. So what
1: we're you... we're like ten years old.
0: Yeah, I'm gonna find. I'm gonna find that t- that tweet. Um, man, that is like a uh, that's a really old prompt joke
1: yeah that's um that's a seriously like committed person or i don't know human being Uh, i I guess i'm
0: assuming that it's actually a koala that's in my mind (laughs) (laughs) uh
1: it's it's uh, i mean it's it's been following us since the very first episode yeah timer quality yeah yeah i'm just gonna i'm just gonna yeah hey timer quality you know? So it's it's really in it for, for the long term, you know. It's and that's awesome because a loyal listener to the to the show. I like it. Yeah.
0: I think it's time for follow-up. Follow-up. So Mike might be dead, but Ming-T <laughs> is alive. Uh, this it. has just gotten weirder and weirder. His wife is now tweeting us. <laughs> um who um uh, <laughs> She might have the best twitter handle um it's angel e <laughs> um so yeah, they are still listening together, and um they report that they are still happily married, and uh they also made her listen to a t p which you know we give them a lot of crap on the show but we love those guys and so i i can't think of a better two shows i will note that they listen to the prompt first um well it's mostly you know. it's
1: mostly casey but you know we love casey i mean i love you casey so he, he knows i'm joking right oh yeah yeah totally so Ming T is live and and the wife is tweeting um that's awesome it's very uh, important it, it's good to know it's here. good to know that the prompt doesn't destroy relationships <laughs>
0: <laughs> Marriages at <of> that.
1: <laughs> Marriages, yeah.
0: Yeah. Um, uh, so next little piece of follow-up. Uh, t-shirts have... The sale is ended. Thank you to everyone. I think we ended up selling just shy of 200. They are uh, headed your way. I think I saw like May 12th, May 13th, if you live in the States. Um, so and plenty of time to, to wash and get packed before WWDC. And again, Mike has promised something for people who wear them, and we see you again. I don't. I honestly don't know what it is. Federico, I'm I'm afraid for these people. It'll, like, probably, be,
1: it'll probably be probably like, it'll be like a, an Italian style double kiss on the cheek.
0: Yeah, it could be that, or it could be healthcare, <laughs> or maybe like a, a a voucher for one free subway ride in London.
1: Yeah, the tube. Spur- tube ride, it's right? It's tube. the tube. Yeah, the tube. <laughs> the tube. Uh,
0: the tube ride. We don't have. Do you have subways in Rome? I don't even know. I feel bad yeah. for asking that. Yeah, yeah,
1: it's called the metro, like in Paris.
0: Yeah. Do you do you use it? Because you have a car, which we've spoken. Uh about.
1: I have <laughs> used the the subway. I have a car, but I have. Uh, right. It's quite dirty in Rome. Do you ever
0: take the car into the subway? Like. Uh,
1: um, I'm not sure you can do that.
0: Well, if you you're not trying hard enough. Have you never seen The Italian Job?
1: The movie? They drive,
0: yeah, they drive the Mini Coopers in the subway.
1: Uh, I don't Spoiler. have a Mini Cooper.
0: Well, you, well, nah, it's close. I've seen a picture of it. It's close.
1: No, it's not.
0: It's smallish.
1: It's Italian. Yeah. It's, <laughs> That's yeah, the yeah, only similarity.
0: Fine. Yeah, it's fine. Um, we should accidentally do a car podcast. We don't have a subway system here. We do have a bus system, and it is awful. I, I, every couple of years, I'm like, man, like I could like take the bus to work. I could read or I could like do email or like listen to podcasts. I could save all this money. Um, and then like I'll, I'll look and it'll take like 19 hours to get across town because they're it's just a terrible system. So um, I think we spoke about this. I'm going to be utterly confused. I'm always confused in San Francisco because I don't know how mass transit works. I just, that part of my brain is not hooked up.
1: But there's Mike that basically leaves on public transportation systems.
0: Yeah, he yeah he uses the t- the tube The a tube, lot. The tube, the tube, the
1: what, the double decker, <laughs> the
0: double decker, <laughs> the upper decker, uh, something else. Uh, You'll
1: be fine with Mike.
0: Yeah, no, we've we we went to Cupertino and back on a train. No, that was Mike there. No, that was with Sean. Maybe Mike. Was you there.
1: should make Mike drive a car for the you first know he time. Have,
0: he, yeah, that would be terrible. I offered. So, true story. So, a couple years ago, he came to Memphis, and I. I offered. I was like, Mike, like, we can go to, like to a parking lot. Like, if you if he want to drive, and he was like, No, no, I'm good.
1: <laughs> you, you should bring him in an open field with a yeah. car, and then make yeah, him with, drive. with
0: my tiny hatchback, <laughs> I'd be like, let's go crazy. I mean, it's got airbags. Like, like we go out in the parking lot, it'll be fine. He, he didn't want to do it. Maybe he'll he's coming back with me after the conference, so maybe he'll hit me up this time. If he does, I'll be sure to uh, make a video of it.
1: Exactly. Yes.
0: So we we had a, a an email um uh from a listener named Hunter talking about um the yeah, forever ago we talked about the app store and and even a couple of weeks ago with the underscore um follow up stuff about how, you know, just talking about maybe how much web objects comes into play uh when we think about the app store only being updated, you know, roughly once a week. And um so Hunter apparently has spent some time developing uh, in or on top of WebObjects, and there's there's a lot going on behind the scenes. Uh, WebObjects is way past its prime as a general purpose tool. He says that he would never start a project with it today, but that it doesn't deserve all like the hate that it gets. That it, it Apple has kind of internalized it so much, like what they're doing with it is, is actually maybe not as terrible as it seems on the outside. Um, and so he kind of made that point that, you know, well, I like, yeah, like we poke fun of it, but you know, for Apple's purposes, it still, it still works for them. And, and clearly it does. Right. I mean, the iTunes, the app store, I mean, even the online Apple store, I went, uh, we went yesterday and ordered a Mac, uh, one of the new MacBook airs and like the stuff works. Like it's, it's not the fastest thing in the world, but like when's the last time, like you went to the iTunes store and like a download failed. It's very rare. And even if there is a failure like that, it's probably like a CDN or something, and not WebObjects itself. Um, so I get that. But the the second point I think is what you want to talk about was um, uh, Hunter also suggests that most people don't visit the App Store daily. So some special sections or an Editor's Choice or something those those things last a week for visibility's sake. That if they, if they change those out every twenty four hours. That some of those picks or special sections or something would be missed by part of the iOS population, and you seem to disagree with that. So, kind of, what, what do you think about that?
1: Yeah, because maybe it's, it's just my friends, but but I see I see them. They they open the App Store as a like as a conversation starter. You know, they just go check for new apps and they download maybe a couple of free games. So I I see people I see people opening the app store and just scrolling through the charts because that's what people do. Uh, Maybe it's just my friends because, I mean, I I understand maybe my friends are... They're, you know, younger people, they they tend to download a lot of apps just because they want to kill some free time. So maybe on average people don't open the app store daily, but based on my own experience, I see people doing that. So maybe we could agree that at least a couple of times per week Maybe people do that.
0: Yeah, I mean, I I think you're right. I, I definitely see people in the App Store. You know, people at work will mention something they see in the App Store. I know for me, I don't really go... Like, if I go to the App Store, I go with a purpose. So, like, today, Google Drive kind of got replaced with, like, a separate Docs and Sheets and Slide, a little family of apps. And so I was like, yeah, I'm going to check out the new Docs app because, you know, we use it. I use it a lot at work. But it was a very intentional thing. Like, I didn't... I don't just wander around the app store, but to what we spoke about a couple of weeks ago about like app boredom and the idea that people are like, what's the new app? Like what, what's cool? What should I check out? I can see very easily that, you know, non the users would, would be in the app store more than once a week. And and so I I think Hunter, I think there's merit to what, to, to the piece of follow up, but I think the truth is somewhere in the middle. Um, And I think maybe if Apple did it twice a week, if they said, you know, Monday and Thursday we're going to refresh this store, I think that might be a much better situation than just once a week. Um, But, you know, it's just, with all this stuff, like Apple's so slow to change anything in the App Store, I mean, who knows? You know, I'm not holding my breath.
1: I'm not sure they they even care at this point, you know, because we've been asking for App Store improvements for basically... I'm gonna say two years, but it's pro- it's probably more than that. Yeah. Um, well, the
0: App Store, I mean, the App Store is what five years old now, six years old. Yeah. So let's uh, say
1: uh, just for the couple past couple of years, you know, and yeah. basically what we got was uh, near me with iOS seven. <laughs> Woohoo! <laughs> <laughs> yeah, big deal. You know and, what's
0: in my near me screen? Let's just let's just do this right now. So okay. The App Store. Let's do so this. So I live I live in a. I mean, Memphis isn't a huge city, but we're pretty big. Let's see what's in the near me. Okay. Uh, so the top um, the top three is the local newspaper and then uh, two local news stations. Mm-hmm. The fourth one is a big bank, First Tennessee Bank. Their headquarters is here. Um, it's the next one down. It has a three-star rating. None of the others have any ratings. Mm-hmm. And then the last one is... Uh, An app for some news station that I didn't know existed until just now. So I mean, all it is is news, and like I would, I have none of these downloaded on my phone.
1: Okay, so can I go? Do it. Okay, so I live in Viterbo, which uh, is where about sixty thousand people live. So just about like. The same Wait. people who went to the Justin Timberlake concert. <laughs> I was gonna
0: say, did you take your whole town to see Justin Timberlake?
1: Yeah, but exactly, it's it's a very small town. So uh, I don't even have a top three in my near me. I have uh, just one app, which is my local uh, news website, which is an app that was last updated in August 2012. It's an app called Tusha Web. Um, it's awful. <laughs> and um there, there are no ra- no ratings, and the app appears to be uh, a wrapper for the the website uh, I, I guess. That's always classy. And yeah, it's super useful. I saw in Paris i I had quite a few more recommendations, of course. Um, I just don't think near me is what people need or want. Uh, I mean, I guess it's useful if you go on a trip, on a vacation, and you want to discover like the bus schedule or the the subway schedule for a new city. I I just don't see near me as something that an app store user would find useful on a weekly basis. Yeah, you know? I, mean, uh, I mean, unless you are like uh, like someone who makes documentaries for National Geographic, I, I don't know.
0: <laughs> or I mean, I mean, I I'll be curious to see. In a couple of weeks in San Francisco, I'm going to open it and just see what's there. Um, it does seem like a weird thing to be so prominently uh, featured. Yeah. Like it's it's a main tab in the App Store UI. That seems very uh, sort of crazy to me. I mean, yeah. I don't know what, what else you would put down there. I don't have a suggestion of something that should be there that isn't, but that's pretty front and center.
1: Yeah. I mean, it replaced the genius recommendations. That's right. And and that's weird because Genius... I mean, the algorithm maybe wasn't so great, but at least it was general recommendations that weren't based on your location. Now, if, you, if you're like me, if you live in a small town, maybe you don't, you know, go on vacation every week, you only get the same recommendation all the time. Yeah. So it's really a wasted screen.
0: Yeah. And it would be, you know... Like something like Google Now, you know, which is much more context aware than Siri. Like, it would be cool. Like, if I land in San Francisco and it's like, "Hey, here are like the top," you know, just a little card comes up. Here are the top, you know, five apps that you know people in San Francisco are using. Like that sort of thing. Like being proactive with the phone knows that I've traveled would be more interesting to me. Then you're right. Like I, I will leave Memphis a couple times a year, and it's usually not very far. So it's like, yeah. It's really lost on a lot of people, I think. I don't think it's just me and you. Yeah. Um. Uh, we can maybe have Mike in the follow up next week talk about what's on his near me tab, but because uh, he does live in—I mean—a huge, obviously, London's a, a huge, uh, bustling metropolitan area. But uh, so yeah, I think I think it's now time to thank our friends at Lynda.com. Lynda.com has over 2,000 high-quality and engaging video courses taught by industry experts, with new courses added every single day. Lynda helps anyone learn creative software and business skills to achieve personal and professional goals whenever and wherever they want. Their wide breadth of courses, from beginner to advanced, make it easy to learn something new no matter what level you may be. Lynda.com makes it a breeze to learn whenever and wherever you want, on your computer, tablet, or even mobile device. Each course is structured so you can go from start to finish, or you can jump in to find a quick answer. They give you access to not only searchable transcripts so you can quickly find the information within a course, but also closed caption transcripts so you can follow along with the video as well. Now, these are not homemade how-to videos that you would find on something like YouTube. Linda provides high-quality video production from state-of-the-art studios. Their videos include animations and diagrams to make sure you really understand what you're learning, and the instructors are accomplished professionals at the top of their fields with a true passion for teaching. lynda.com has only one low monthly price of $25, which provides unlimited access to the entire course library. lynda.com offers a variety of instruction courses for all levels that cover a wide range of technical skills, creative techniques, business strategies, and more. They've got courses on everything. Say you want to learn how to use Apple products and Mac apps, upgrade Apple software, and use a wide range of third-party tools that run on Apple's hardware. Video tutorials cover the latest technologies, including how to use OS X Mavericks. There's stuff for iOS development, Final Cut Pro 10, Essential Training, iOS 7, Mac OS X Mavericks, Essential Training, Logic Pro 10, and more. Anything you can think of, Lynda.com is bound to have it. Here's the cool part lynda.com is giving you, listeners of The Prompt, a special offer to access the entire library for free for seven days. The entire library. Just visit lynda.com slash The Prompt to try lynda.com free for seven days. That's com slash The Prompt. Thank you so much to lynda.com for supporting 5 by 5 and the world's greatest podcast. So Federico, uh... Yesterday, the twenty ninth, Apple, big press event, lots of fanfare. Mm. Not really either of those things. But new MacBook Airs. Yeah. So I know you're are, very excited about um this. so mm, we're we'll gonna get to that. Uh so new MacBook Airs and you know, props to 5 and those guys getting it right. Um they now come with a one point four gigahertz. Core i5, blah blah blah, same amount of RAM, same storage options. Um, basically, just a, a, a one little tick faster. I think day to day you would never even notice. But the bigger news is that they're a hundred bucks cheaper, so you can now get an eleven inch, one hundred twenty eight gig MacBook Air for eight ninety nine, and that that's iPad money, right? Like, yep. Uh, which is, I mean, it's really cool, and I think that the days of Looking at Apple hardware and be like, "Well, it's really expensive for what it is." Like those are gone. Like eight ninety nine for a machine. This, like, I mean, I kind of went and spec. Like, I looked at a ThinkPad, and a couple of other things. Like, this is a very, um, yeah, these prices are very competitive. Now, yes, what? you can like you can spend two grand on a MacBook Air if you really try.
1: Yeah, I mean, it a is a model, it's it great. is an eleven inch Air, so it's not like you are getting. It's
0: it's it's little. Um, yeah, and and you and I both use. 13 inch airs. Yeah. Well, what's left of yours? You should get that fixed.
1: <laughs> yeah, I know. It's been so almost I, a year.
0: Yeah. So I noticed, I don't, I don't know if I, if I called you out on it, but the pic- you had a picture the other day on Twitter and like, I could see the edge of the Bluetooth keyboard you use on top.
1: Shh. Don't see. Yeah.
0: It's not, it's not good.
1: Nobody saw that. Hmm.
0: You can hashtag uh, clean Vitić and <laughs> rem- remind him <laughs> no. to fix this. And so, okay, so is this is this enough for you to buy a new Air? Or like, I know there's these rumors like the 12 inch Retina MacBook Air that may or may not happen at some point. Like,
1: oh yeah, I'm gonna wait. I'm not gonna get a new a new MacBook Air for yeah. you know. I mean, if the price drop is nice. I'm not even sure it's there's been a price drop in euros. I'm gonna check. But um, you know my MacBook Air is fine. I just gotta put the <laughs> put the keyboard back together. And, but for what I need, I mean, I don't need to do any sort of video processing or you right. know graphics intensive applications. I don't do I don't do games on my MacBook, right. so it's just for writing and web browsing and the occasional music streaming. So I don't really need a fancy new.
0: Yeah. And I, I don't feel so. I have what is now the previous generation of the high end i7 Air, and like no part of me is like, oh, I want to upgrade. You know, what I mean, and part of that is just the machines are so fast now that, like, even tonight editing this show, like, that's the hardest to ever push my laptop, and it, and it can handle it basically just fine. And you know, y- you are right. Like, it is important to say that like, the 899 is the 11 inch, which I actually owned one. Uh, it was the first model that had the backlit keyboard. The first 11-inch did not have a backlit keyboard, but the first one that did, I purchased. And I bought the base model for, you know, a 1000 bucks, And I ended up actually... Uh, I want to say I took it back within the 30-day period. Like, it's just... It's too small. Yeah. Um, the keyboard and stuff is fine. Like, it's basically the keyboard that's on... Well, on my MacBook Air. Um, but it, the screen really is is little. And so, you know, this rumored, like, 12-inch Retina machine, which... There's a lot of questions about like I read a little something a couple weeks ago there've been lots of links about it um like that's interesting to me like I like the 13 inch you know an inch smaller could be could be interesting um but uh yeah I don't know like I, I feel kind of bad to say it, but I was just, I was really kind of like bored with the the current state of like mac hardware like the mac Pros is really cool i'll never own one at least not for like 20 years when it's a collectible um but uh you know it was like i don't know like it's it's been a while since i've been like worked up about mac hardware and i'm a mac hardware guy like i used to get paid to take it apart
1: yeah but i mean everybody's excited about ios these days that's where the new stuff is happening maybe with WWDC, with the software they can make you excited about the Mac again, because I guess it's a problem of software. It's not like I mean the hardware is amazing. you know, the MacBook Pro we right now display the Mac Pro. It's awesome stuff. Oh, yeah they're yeah doing. they're
0: great machines like I'm not yeah. saying that. I'm just saying like uh, it's been a while since I've been like, oh yeah, yeah, I know, you know? I get
1: the feeling. And for me, uh, I, I got the sort of uh, effect with Mavericks. I, 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 I mean it's cool, it's free, it's got a bunch of new stuff. it's just you know not exciting. Maybe it's, maybe it's, uh, it's it's just normal, you know, to get bored, and this yeah. is, you know, the, the discussion that we were having. Uh, you can get bored with apps and with operating systems, with types of computers, I guess. Yeah. So maybe with a brand new OS ten 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 ten. Oh how many gosh. tens? It how would many-
0: be so. The full name could be Mac OS Ten.
1: Ten point ten. Ten
0: point 10. ten. And so um, <laughs> Wow well, But I wrote this in my Mavericks review, like they've dropped the numbers from the marketing names. They did it along uh, several releases ago. And so Apple calls ten point nine OS ten Mavericks. And so this one will be, you know, OS ten Yosemite or whatever it is, OS ten uh you know, Redwood. But you know, whatever it is, like they've moved away from the numbers, I think, to avoid what you just said, the 10.10. 10. Yeah. 10. 10. 10. or
1: ten point eleven, which is even more eh. ridiculous.
0: Or yeah. I mean, you know, maybe they'll switch to saying the X, but probably not, because that's ridiculous. Um it, the, yeah, the naming thing is definitely weird. And there's been a lot of talk that, you know, that OS ten is going to be receiving a um a overhaul visually yeah. at WWDC and i for one totally buy into it for for a couple of reasons um you know ios 7 last year obviously i mean we don't have to really spend any time on this obviously a huge change the biggest visual change to ever happen to ios and the marketing material for all that if you remember like the banners hanging up at moscone and and even on apple's website if you go to Apple.com and go to the Mavericks page, like the graph is like this white disc with like a very thin X where you see the Mavericks wallpaper coming through it. Like yeah. it it feels like they want this to be you know, want these to be similar. Um and I think it only makes sense, you know, if if Apple Apple likes consistency um and you know there there is You talk about the halo effect with the iPod, right? Like you bought an iPod and like fell in love with Apple and bought an iBook. Um, There is still a halo effect. I think it's greatly diminished from what it was, but they want the Mac to feel familiar to, you know, first time OS X customers who may be coming from iOS. And so I think it only makes sense from that perspective that, that, you know, um, the next version of OS X, I almost said the next big cat, which of course isn't true anymore. The next California location, You know, would look would look different. We we talked last week, of course, about the public beta, uh, as well. That that seems weird, right? Like like there's obviously something something going on there. Um, but I I think the the big reason I think it's it's coming this year is because it's due. Like, um, you know, if you look if you look at the history of the Mac OS interface, and so this is coming from an article. Last week on five twelve that you were kind of to link to, uh, so thank you. Um,
1: oh, you're welcome, soon. No yeah, problem.
0: Uh, so like Mac OS looked the same for you know a long time. OS eight was a little bit different with you know the platinum interface. They sort of smashed Next Step and Mac OS together, and Aqua was born and um, and shipped with. Uh, mac os 10 Developer Preview 3, which like if you haven't read the article, like you should at least check out the screenshots. Like old OS 10 looks crazy. Like DP 3 and DP 4 had the Apple like an Apple logo in the center of the menu bar, so like right underneath the the eyesight camera is now. Like and so if you had a uh, an app with a lot of menu menu items, like it would just smash into the Apple logo. And it's like, who? Why did that thought? Why, how did that escape Cupertino? Like someone looking at that and be like, "That's a terrible idea." But it, it's OS 10 has has evolved, and so 10.1, 10.2 looked a looked this, sort of the same. 10.3 and 10.4 started to change it. We had a weird brushed metal experience that no one wants to relive. And since 10.5, it's basically looked more or less the same. They've been flattening out a little bit, you know, bringing the colors back, like sort of muting it. But like, if you, I think Federico, if you set somebody down who, like, last used a Mac in 2002, like, they would totally recognize everything. And I'm not saying that 10.10 is going to, like, massively change, like, oh, the dock is going away and we're going to get something, you know, new, like, 3D spatial finder situation. But I think it's time. Like, you know, it's starting mm. to feel dated.
1: Yeah, I just hope that if they do massively overhaul OS stand, they're not going to introduce major bugs, like they did with iOS 7 and all the crashes. You know, all the problems that we had this year. Because, I mean, OS X, for better or worse, is a platform that's being used for real work by people. You know, it's not like there's people who, like me and others, try to work from an iPad. And there's actual offices and companies and major corporations who do rely on OS X for work stuff and serious work stuff not publishing Mac stories which is serious by the way but you know I'm not la- launching rockets into space so <laughs> I, I mean I don't
0: think, think anyone using an iMac to do that
1: <laughs> I mean uh, if they do massively change OS X they better make sure they don't break stuff that's my basic idea
0: what I, I think that's um, I think that's one reason the public beta is there
1: yeah so could be
0: if i you know back when i had like a real it job you know i oversaw a bunch of macs and so you know something like this i would pull an an iMac or something and run the beta and make sure that in my environment with all the things that i had to to deal with that it worked and so the public beta means everyone can do that right so that means like Mike or I you know could put it on an external drive and like test our stuff just at home,
1: yeah, I'm not um, sure Mike would, would no you know.
0: Mike shouldn't, but I could um you know it's it's your thought and the public beta in my mind are like you know the uh two sides of the same coin um. What what I'm nervous about is not only that, and it will be buggy. Like, I've run every version of OS 10 beta since, like, the leopard days, like, um, which made, like, somebody feel super old, I'm sure. Um, but there's always bugs. I would say the only really, like, seamless one was actually Snow Leopard. The betas on Snow Leopard were great for me, which is crazy because it had lots of under the hood stuff. But, uh... What I worry about is Apple pulling an eye work with OS ten, which yeah. you know, we've spoken a ton about, right? They took a lot of stuff out and they've slowly added it back in. Like what? Like what would happen uh, if ten point ten beta one is released on June second, which I'm sure it will be, and it doesn't have AppleScript, like just yeah. gone, and yeah. then like everybody, including me and you, would light our, our hair on fire. Yeah, and like I mean, there would be like. WWC like would be in like there'd be like riots and like picketing outside and then in beta three it's back. You know? Yeah. I'm I'm l I mean Federica, I'm legitimately nervous about that because Apple's track record of this has not been very good. Maybe they've learned their lesson and maybe they wouldn't jerk around OS ten like that, but it, it does make me a little uh a little uneasy.
1: Yeah, um for me from an interface point of view, um I'm afraid that going with too much of a uh, thin typography, you know, and light fonts it could be a problem because there are far less retina max than yeah. retina iOS devices. Yes. And the light fonts and thin typography on a, on a standard non-retina screen is kind of awful. Yeah, I um,
0: mean, I mean, iOS seven on the first gen iPad Mini is gross.
1: yes, yeah, <laughs> exactly. Which I used to run on a daily basis, by the way. Yeah, um, and that I still see, by the way, because I, I, I kept for some reason that iPad Mini, and now my my family is using it to watch uh, sports stuff on Sky which is basically the paid television that we have. But yeah. anyway, yeah, it's gross. And so going with too much of a thin topography on, on a Mac uh, that doesn't have a retina screen, it would be, you know, yeah, I don't know. Yeah, uh,
0: and, and Craig Hockenberry talked, uh, talked a little bit about that in his piece on Furbo.org about the, the system font, you know, him expecting for that to change. And I agree, there's definitely, like, considerations that like work on iOS that would not on OS ten And like, to me, the bigger one than fonts, which maybe should be the biggest one, is that OS 10 is a windowed environment, and no. iOS 7 is not. iOS 7 is one app at a time, and so like they're not going to do that to OS 10. I don't think, but there's no like a uh, system in place. Like there's nothing that OS 10 could automatically assume from iOS when it comes to windows. You know, OS 10 has like These big crazy deep shadows, which you can actually turn off in your screenshots, which is nice, but um, it gives that depth, right? So you can tell if if they're two inactive windows, which one is above the other. And iOS oh. 7 doesn't understand any of that.
1: Can you imagine all the transparencies and the blur effects on iOS 10? Yeah. It'll basically be Windows Vista,
0: but the thing is, Federico, like all that existed in like 10.0, 10.1, and 10.2, like uh, the first versions of Aqua non active windows became translucent at the top and you could see sort of through them and it was blurred and they kind of backed off of it because turns out that doing that on a iBook G3 is really terrible and it doesn't work very well. But I think that's definitely going to come back, which is you know, things come and go in the design world and that, that is back in. Uh but yeah, like I mean you see it now a little bit. Like I think in Leopard that you can make the menu bar translucent or whatever but i think we're going to see a lot more of it i don't know yeah is it okay to be nervous about that sort of thing
1: Uh, yeah absolutely because i mean it's not like the the transition to ios 7 was perfectly smooth you know yeah there's been quite a few bumps in the road so i i think it's legitimate to to be concerned And maybe they they, they learned the lesson. You know, they're doing the public beta. Maybe they want more feedback. They want to make sure that they're not, you know, introducing major crashes in the app, like in in the OS, like you're using your Mac and suddenly, boom, it's (laughs) crashed. Yeah, Yeah, Apple logo, like, come on! Yeah. (laughs) And it's a Mac, so it takes quite a few seconds, you know, to... Okay,
0: Okay, so, so Federico, you and I have to have a pact, okay?
1: A pact, okay.
0: We cannot let Mike talk about... OS 10 beta crashes because when Mike talks about bad things, bad things happen.
1: Yeah, you know it's going to crash for the entire population.
0: Yeah, but if he talks about it, it's like guaranteed. So Mm -hmm. Mike can be has to be banned from this topic. We can, I think, we can work around that. Yeah, I mean, so you know, we'll see. I think someone at lunch the other day um, asked me what I thought would be taking the keynote time. At WWDC, and I think OS 10 is going to get a sizable chunk of time. You know, last year, it, you know, last year Maverick got some time, but obviously was overshadowed by iOS 7. I mean, walking around after the keynote, everybody's talking about iOS and not OS 10. I think this year it's going to be reversed. I think I think this is the year that that OS 10. You know, they're, they're both on yearly cycles, uh, which I think is a mistake. I think OS 10 needs to be longer than a 12 month cycle between major versions but if they're going to keep doing this and, and apple has said that they will they have to tick tock a little bit right like ios and os 10 both can't get attention the same year not at apple's current engineering size and so it, it kind of makes sense that ios 8 you know going to be a refinement of ios 7 it's going to have health book and this stuff but it's not going to be groundbreaking over what ios 7 brought while
1: thank Thank God. <laughs> yeah, for real. We're going to get
0: to some of that. Like, there's lots of links coming up about that sort of thing. But this year, I think it's OS X's time to, you know, to be in the spotlight. And and as someone who I more identify as an OS X user than iOS, like, that's really exciting. And, like, I like when Apple focuses on the Macintosh. Um,
1: you still call the Macintosh?
0: Don't... Yeah, well, actually, as, as I said that, I was like, why did I say it that way? <laughs> um, the Mac. Uh but I hope they don't blow it. We'll see. I mean, we'll see, right? Like we can't, it's only a month away. It's only 30, you know, 32 days of losing sleep over it. So. Uh,
1: yeah, man, it's in a month. Oh, wow.
0: That's insane. I know. I, I was like, Oh yeah, I'm leaving in like four weeks.
1: <laughs> oh man.
0: Yeah. It's going to be busy. Um, the so, so, so kind of to, to shift gears uh, from the Mac to the iPad. Um, Can can you walk us through, so last Wednesday, Apple had the quarterly results, right, and we joked that we had forgotten about it. You had not because you're a responsible pro blogger, but Mike and I had forgotten about it. Um, Leading up to it, analysts had predicted the iPad would have shrunk year over year, like that ended up being true, like kind of, can you walk us through kind of what went down?
1: Yeah, so basically there was no iPad growth in the in the sales number numbers from Apple and they sold about I'm going to say 16 millions is that right Steven? uh
0: um, let me look at macstories.net
1: oh yeah that website so there there was no oh,
0: oh, when did this website get redesigned
1: <laughs> 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 so there was no iPad growth uh, basically and um that cost uh, a few people to guess or to question uh, as to whether the iPad is basically done as a as a product category because there's the idea and the speculation that maybe people just don't care about the iPad or about the tablet, or at least about the kind of tablet that Apple is doing. And yeah. so uh, Tim Cook tried to justify uh, the the lower sales numbers from compared to last year uh, with basically a problem with the iPad mini shipments last year. Which is like the
0: classic Tim Cook answer, right? Like, dude, you're like the master of
1: that. (laughs) Yeah, because people cannot reply to that, you know, because, I mean, it's Tim Cook, so it's not like he's wrong. But also, it's quite a nice, you know, way to get around the fact that it's been a lower sales number. So anyway, um, you can believe that or not, Uh, I'm going to say that it's true. Uh, But anyway... It's not like the iPad is exploding, right? Uh, as a, as a category, it's not like people are, as you say, Stephen, uh, setting their hair on fire and <laughs> trying to buy iPads and screaming, "Oh my God, I want an iPad!" That's not happening. Uh, it, it's it's a stable uh, growth, maybe or stable category at least. And so there's been uh, a discussion among a few people. There there are links in the show notes. There's John Gruber uh what's the name of this other guy i'm gonna say in french is jean-louis gasset
0: that's exactly right
1: nice i'm glad you said
0: uh, it and not me because it is not good when i say it
1: <laughs> okay uh so um a few people commented on the fact that maybe um it's just you know as as a business as a as a as a new kind of reimagination of the traditional personal computer uh the iPad always has potential, but that potential never materializes, never never comes to, to fruition. And There are people saying that maybe the iPad only has potential, but doesn't really work as a real computer because it's too limited, because people want real computers. Uh, there's people saying that the problem is iOS, and among the, those people there's me. Um, there's people saying that Apple should take the iPad more seriously, so there's all sorts of opinions um so we're yeah. gonna talk about that we're gonna yeah, talk about opinions
0: yeah we're gonna have opinions about opinions um yeah the, the the first link that jumped out at me was uh mg Siegler over on his medium uh blog and and kind of the pull quote up in the notes was as a standalone business just based on the last 12 months of revenue the ipad would be in the top 100 companies in the Fortune five hundred. Think about that for a second. The iPad alone is is bigger than almost all Fortune 500 companies, and this is something that's like, I think is like critically wrong about the way that Wall Street looks at Apple. The iPhone is a once, I mean, it truly is a once in a lifetime product, and not in like the way that we talked about, like with the keynote and you know, uh, revolutionary internet pocket phoned computer device, but like the the I mean mind-blowing numbers, staggering growth. Uh, compared to compared to the iPhone, anything would look bad. But say the iPhone doesn't exist and Apple has the Mac and the iPad. I don't think anyone would be silly enough to say that the iPad is in trouble. Um I mean it's it's such a huge business and and he goes MG goes on to say that um and some other people have said this too. The, the iPad might be sort of a victim of its own success in that it it, it blew up when it, when it first came out. Um, the first couple iterations were, you know, really good, right? The iPad 2 was great. The 3 was a little slow, but brought Retina. And now, like, you know, I've got the iPad Air, and, like, I don't think I would be, like, super compelled to upgrade next year. And I think there are a lot of people in that boat, you know, my wife has an iPad four and I I use it some, you know, around the house and we're doing something on it for her. Like she's been having iCloud issues and, you know, I was trying to get, get that up and running and like, it's fine. Like it's, it's plenty fast. It's plenty powerful. And so part of it, I can't help but think is sort of a stalling because like it, the, the, the product is just so good that people aren't rushing out and replacing it. And, and that is a very PC sort of thought, you know. An iPhone, a lot of people upgrade every every two years. Contract's up, go buy a new phone. Like there's um, a girl at work who her, con- her contract up is in like isn't up in like three weeks, and she's like, I'm gonna go buy a new phone in three weeks. Like I can go do it and kind of get my get out of free get out of jail free card when, with my contract. So I think it's really interesting. Like the uh, the iPad is huge, but there's definitely um, and. Uh, that's definitely colored by the fact that, you know, it, it was a 16% drop and that's not super insignificant. Um, and, and like you said, maybe you think the problem is iOS. Uh, I mean, obviously like, uh, you know, inter communication and that sort of stuff is, you know, could be better, but um, did, you, did you see this quote in here from uh, Gassay about, about productivity tasks?
1: Yeah, I read the entire article from Gasset and, and I disagree with the notion that uh, the iPad and iOS needs traditional features like a file system or like multiple windows at the same time. Because Gasset is, is is thinking like in 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 terms of faster horses, you know, it it doesn't want something new that works as for this kind of new devices that we have. He wants old stuff on new devices, like the iPhone and iPad. Whereas I think that the problem is not the file system, it's not the Windows, it's being able to do work. That's mm-hmm. the underlying problem. It's And, and the file system or the, the Windows is just a representation of the problem that was created decades ago. And now, are there new ways to tackle this problem? Maybe. And that's what I'm trying to, to, to say, that people... Are treating the iPad like a computer, as you say, because they buy one and they're not replacing the iPad like a phone every year. And there are maybe other reasons to talk about uh, for for that scenario, like carri- carriers and and you know uh, subscribing to to a to a plan, that kind of stuff. But the basic the basic story is that people are treating the iPad like a computer, but the iPad doesn't. Let them be as productive as a, as a, as a Mac or as a PC uh, is capable of, and so I'm arguing that maybe part of the problem is Apple because they didn't make enough iOS features and apps that are specifically made for the iPad, um, for the form factor, for the screen, and and I mean you can see with iOS 7 uh, notification center, Safari. Uh, Notes, pages, uh, a bunch of other apps—they don't have breakthrough, groundbr- groundbreaking. Oh my God, this is not possible on the iPhone features. You know, they are—they are all basically bigger versions of Apple's iPhone apps and and system features. I mean, Notification Center is really a list in the middle of the screen, and especially <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> especially if you if you use the iPad in landscape mode. It's literally centered in the sc- in the middle of the screen. There's no, they don't take advantage of this large canvas. You know, they they're not making special interfaces specifically designed for the iPad. And so far, Apple. You know, the, when when the, when the iPad was first announced four years ago, a lot of people said, "Oh, the iPad is just a big iPhone." And it turned out that what people wanted was a, uh, really a big iPhone because in, in the in the positive connotation of that. Uh, of that, you know, expression. It was a big iPhone in the sense that it was iOS and people knew how how to use it. But as people realized that the iPad could be used as a computer, that advantage became a disadvantage in in that it was a big iPhone and Apple was treating the iPad and and iPad apps and iPad features as big iPhone counterparts. They, they, They didn't have any special or magical, as Apple used to say, uh features or characteristics and 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 even and even third party developers. When when the iPad came out, we had all this series of innovative and, and new kind of designs and apps. There was the Twitter for iPad by Lauren Richter and there was the original Flipboard, there was um uh can you help me with other apps?
0: <laughs> I mean, I mean, those are the two that people always. No, I'm
1: always sure there's other stuff, and I mean, there there have been other examples of.
0: And there's been a lot of game. I mean, there's been a lot of game activity. Yeah, but because it's a smaller. I mean, if you, if you're an indie iOS developer, like I can't think of many apps that have been iPad first or iPad only. I'm yes. sure they exist. I'm sure maybe you of all people can name some of them.
1: Yeah, so far editorial but, comes to mind.
0: Yeah, but like. Something like, um, you know, now like this modern era, like Marco has said that Overcast is going to be iPhone only at first. Yeah, or, and, you know, and iPhone yeah, plus web.
1: And I mean, it's not like people are buying iPads for tutorial. You know, right, yeah, I mean, yeah, <laughs> yeah, I mean, I would, but it's um, there, there are now millions of teachers in the world, so that that would be just me. And and I mean, you're right. Developers are always they always tend to choose to go iPhone only for new apps. We can yeah, see that with OmniFocus, fantastic. Such auto. a bigger base. Yeah, Yeah, it's a, it's a bigger base. And and also I could argue that maybe developers themselves, they don't know how to fit the iPad in their daily workflows because they have the iPhone, they have the Mac, because they need to program on a Mac and to make apps on a Mac, to design on a Mac. And the iPad, what did they do on the iPad? It, so many developers tell me, we are not making an iPad version of our app because... I don't use the iPad. <laughs> I don't know what to make of the iPad. But I How am I supposed to make an iPad app if I cannot do work on the iPad? You know. Yeah, it's yeah, like trying like- to build a Ferrari if you're like Mike and you don't have a driver's license.
0: Yeah, and that's that's what uh, Jared Sinclair wrote. Uh, Jared writes uh, or creates Unread and Repost and Whisper a couple other apps, and, um, and he had he had a piece that basically for the iPad to fulfill its post PC destiny has to be either become more like the iPhone or more like the Mac and that it is like there's tension there, right? Like there's tension with, with the software, there's tension with Apple's own interface. I've always, I mean, I felt f- forever. I mean, basically it's the first iPad that Apple's kind of lazy when it comes to the interface on the iPad. Like notification center is a great example. Like why can't that, why can't that be as simple as it's sliding in? Like it doesn't know 10. Like that would be such a better interaction. I think than the, dumb drawer and just like lots of gray translucent space um and it 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 does live in that that in between and and federico of course you're the uh the unique flower who you you could do almost everything you need to do on an ipad but for for most people it is uh that sort of third device that you know uh, i leave it by the bedside or i you know you know read it and uh, while well, just kind of around the house, but it never leaves the house. And, and there's a place for that. And I think the iPad could could have a very successful life as just being like the thing that sits on the coffee table and you pick it up when you need to read the news or look up a recipe. It doesn't have to replace the PC or the Mac to be, to be a successful product. But I think maybe people's realization over the last month or so has been that maybe the iPad, at least in its current form, software-wise especially, is isn't going to replace the PC or Mac for most people. Obviously you're an exception. Um, And, and and I think even you, you know, Federico, you are like, you're right at the edge of what iOS will let you do. Right. And like you use a hardware keyboard sometimes, like you have all this stuff going to, to make it more Mac like, or to make it more PC, like to, to give it more power, to let these apps talk to each other. And, most people aren't doing that, and so the iPad, at least for most people at this point, has sort of been sidelined, including for me.
1: Yeah, yeah, that's basically it, really. Uh, people don't don't know how to. Uh, they don't need to to do all the crazy stuff that I sometimes do. You know, editorial and the URL schemes and Safari and that kind of stuff. Apple needs to to build. At a system level, features to let people do more stuff on the iPad. Basically, it's a, it's a, it's it sounds simple, but it really is. The iPad may not be a device for, for everyone, it, it could be like you say, Stephen, that it's the device that you leave on the coffee table or by the bedside. Um, but but I believe that that it was an in Apple's intention to, to make the iPad something in between the Mac and the iPhone, and for some people, that's something, it's really the only device that you need. But now, especially if there's a bigger phone coming out, um, do people even need something in between a Mac and a bigger phone? Uh, I know so many people, Steven, who who buy Galaxy phones with bigger screens just to... Because they said that it's easier to read and to watch movies on, on those phones. And right. so they say, yeah, I have an old, big, clunky PC at home. And now I have this phone that has a large screen that can be with me when I'm on the go. Uh, I can put it in my pocket or in my purse. And, and But also, if I'm at home and I want to watch a movie, I prefer the big phone to my old clunky PC, because the big phone is big enough, it has a nice screen, nice colors, I can watch it in bed with my earbuds, I don't need to put this huge thing on my lap that's, that it's made of plastic, the battery doesn't last, so people are using big phones as sort of really tablets at this point, point. and what happens to the tablet? Uh, I don't know, <laughs> basically, does the tablet replace the old PC, or does the tablet replace the f- the Mac, does the tablet yeah. sit in the middle uh, of all these? How large is this middle audience in terms of millions of customers? And, yeah, and I,
0: think, I think the front lines of that battle is the iPad mini. That yeah. if I've got a 4.7 or 5.5 inch phone and I have a 7 inch tablet, like that's pretty close. Like, you know, and I, I opted for the Air because I prefer the bigger size, but I know a lot of people who don't. Um, who prefer the mini, and who I think that usage could be met by a bigger iPhone.
1: Yeah, yeah, I saw many people saying that, and you know, uh, when are we expecting a, a bigger phone? This fall, September, October.
0: That's the that's the word on the street.
1: So, do you do you think that that Apple will need to somehow suggest to developers? at WWDC to start making interfaces for a new point size?
0: You know, uh, that's a very interesting question, Federico, because when, you know, leading up to the iPhone 5, I guess that was iOS 6 and the iPhone 5, kind of same thing. Like, there were... um, uh, signs that the phone was going to go taller. Auto layout could do some new stuff. You know, I don't know the details. I'm I'm not, I'm no developer, but there were hints that this was going to happen. And so if, if Apple is going to go wider and or taller, that I, I don't see how like they could keep that out of iOS 8 betas like forever and then just dump it on people at the last minute. But they're not going to come out and say, right? They're not going to come out and say, well, you know, the new dimension this fall is going to be you know x by y they're going to say hey auto layout again not developer you know auto layout can do like cool stuff both vertically and horizontally now and if you build your apps with this fancy new tool then no matter what the screen size it'll do what it's supposed to do like i think they're going to hint at it and i think it's going to be sort of obvious that if a new phone is, if a bigger phone is coming, I think we will start to see that fleshed out in, in iOS eight betas, and I think that there probably might even be some of that in iOS seven at this point. So uh, I think there's going to be that weird in between phase, where like people know it's coming, but Apple hasn't said it's coming, and so it's kind of that weird in between land.
1: Hmm. So it's like when you know that your friend has a secret. But nobody else can know.
0: Uh, except that it's on the front page of Mac Rumors
1: or Nine to Five Mac, and there's but basically Mark, that. Uh, and there's Mark Gurman <laughs> telling everyone the secret. Yeah, yeah, I yeah. can see that. Yeah. <laughs> oh
0: gosh. Um, yeah, I mean, obviously, you know, uh, with all this right around the corner, you know, I think we're going to be talking more about what we want to see, sort of, and. In, in, some specifics in the coming weeks. But, you know, I think for now, like, I think the, the conversation of the iPad and where it lands and can iOS 8 help it? Does it need help? Um, that sort of stuff is pretty, pretty cool.
1: Yeah. So, only a month left. WWE. I would probably need a new shipment of coffee to my house (laughs) to keep up with the announcements
0: yeah it's it's a crazy time and i definitely don't do it you know whatever i do as a news like (laughs) i can't imagine
1: yeah because i mean there's you know june and then there's the summer and there's all the betas and the stuff that i don't want to talk about and then there's september and basically everything explodes yep uh yeah crazy time so um before we end the show, Steven, do you want to know a little tip? A little teachy tip? The return of the teachy tip?
0: Tips of teachy, yes.
1: Are you okay with that?
0: I would love to. It's actually been in the document for like a month and we keep not getting yeah. to it.
1: So it's really a simple one. If you use iTunes on the Mac and if you like to check for updates for your apps in iTunes, you don't have to click the check for updates button in the app, you can simply do like you can in Safari and hit Command R to in theory refresh your app library and iTunes will check for updates. And what's nice is that this shortcut is not documented anywhere. Uh if you if you try to 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 look in the help menu for in iTunes to for the check for updates option it's another one it's the the the, the updates feature for itunes itself but trust me if you do command r in the in the app in the apps tab and in the all view itunes will check for app updates and bring you to the updates view of the apps section it's (laughs) itunes is really confusing it can be confusing so trust me just go to apps all command r like safari iTunes will refresh and it will check for app updates and then you'll be able to, you know, to click on the apps to to see the change log and to click update uh on individual applications. So it's really nice. It's a lifesaver for me because I, I use this shortcut basically hundreds of times every day. And I don't know why Apple doesn't make this documented in the in the iTunes help menu, but it's there, so use it. Uh, you don't need to thank me. Just think of me in your <laughs> free time, and uh, think about the espressos that I put down to write about the apps. You know, you, but you, that
0: you you, pres- you you have a public service that you offer.
1: I, I have a public fake account for my coffee, and last night my my parody account for the coffee was talking to the parody account for the iPhone. It's really surreal to see Vitechi's iPhone talking to Vitechi's Espresso.
0: It's a little strange.
1: It's a little strange and sometimes I I, I think about the fact that maybe it'll come the day when I will need to explain all this to my parents and to my friends. And, you know, I I don't think I ever will.
0: It's better just just not to do that, I think.
1: Yeah, because, I mean, you got to explain people that you have other people Making accounts. Right. You know, it's it's just about weird.
0: and for you. It's very uh, strange.
1: It's very, str- it's, uh, and I mean, it's even worse for Marco because yeah. there's the Marco dog, the Marco pen holder, the Marco BMW. I mm-hmm. saw the Marco Aeropress.
0: Yeah, there's like a meat grinder or something. It's not, it's not <laughs> good. Wow. I think that's the, uh, Yeah, I think that's it. So there's lots of ways you can get in touch. Please get in touch. We love your feedback and follow-up. You can reach the show at 5x5.tv slash prompt. You can hit the email link and send us an email. You can hit us up on Twitter or if you're still on app.net at underscore the prompt. You can find Federico at maxstories.net and on Twitter at V-I-T-T-I-C-C-I-T-T-I-V-V-I.
1: Mm, that's not really uh, that really got
0: it's something like that
1: yeah it's it's pretty close it's close
0: you'll find him uh you can find me at 512pixels.net and ismh on twitter and you can find uh our esteemed co-host mike hurley on lots of shows on 5x5 uh, and you can find him on twitter at imike i-m-y-k-e until next time have a lovely lovely week that really got weird I guess we're just going to say goodbye. Just
1: say goodbye.
0: Adios.